Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome in to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show. I'm your host, Loretta McNary. And yes, you can all say it with me because I said every show. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am very excited. I tell you, my guests are always the best at what they do. So that's why I'm excited and that's why I will always say I'm excited about my show. So Edward Brown is our guest today and I have his book. Not only is this book causing problems for me because it's causing me to think and to be transparent and to be authentic and to, you know, look at those things I've done really well, but it's also is also forcing me to look at things that I've not done so well and to face some fears because he has figured it all out. I'm telling you. So he's the author of The Time Bandit Solution and also the co-founder of the number one firm in cultural change management consulting and training, Cohen Brown Management Group. And he shares insight on courage, cowardice, and your career. I love anytime people can put the same alphabet in something because <laughs> it gets my attention. <laughs> so he does that and he does it really well. So you guys can Google him and you can go to his website. We'll talk about how you can find him on social media. But, you know, he's easy to find and you're going to want to find this guy. Everybody welcome <laughs> to Loretta McNary Live, Edward Brown. Hi there, Edward. Hi, Loretta. Yeah, that was a wonderful introduction. I thank you so much. And I thank you so much for reading my book. And I know it's not easy. So, look, uh, my favorite topic was structured time and workflow management, time bandit solutions. But I've changed my mind. My new tech topic is courage, cowardice, and your career. Or mm-hmm. let go of fear and lead to success. That's the name of my new book, Loretta. And it's a new training program, and I'm thrilled. I just can't seem to stop writing. <laughs> Let me begin this way. Yes. I spent four decades. I'm willing to admit my age. I'm 79. But I'm 79 going on 35. Uh, yeah, I, I can rel- I can believe that part, because I've talked to you prior to this conversation, and I would have uh, never, ever guessed that you were 79. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I I love every day of my life, and I I love people. And what I've done is I've studied for four decades courage, cowardice, and unfulfilled career potential. Because I love people, I want to eliminate cowardice, increase courage, and help everyone get further. So let me start with this. Webster's definition of cowardice is fear makes you unable to do what's right and expected, all because of a lack of courage. Now, before this interview's over, everybody, I'm going to teach you how to develop courage. Courage is an acquirable skill. Let's remember that. By the time we get done, I'm going to teach you how to learn courage. Mm. Before I do, let me say this. I've known massively successful, brilliant managers who have refused offers to ascend to a higher level because of their fear of the unknown. Look, as it pertains to the fear of the unknown, I suppose to some level or extent we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I have always worshipped exciting opportunities for 
on my personal growth and development. So for that reason, I chose to be an educator, and I want to seek and share with everyone all that I've learned about risk-taking and how I observed, I observed others who, using mindfulness, which I'll also get to in a few moments, to enable them to overcome feelings of fear and cowardice. It's all going to be in Let Go and Leap, and uh, you can get a free consultation from me. Just dial conebrown.com and ask for free consultation, and you'll have it. But for now, let me discuss something that I've noticed. Because uh, I've heard this from EVPs from some of the largest branded banks in America, tell me and my head of sales that they're surrounded by cowardly managers. They say mm. managers would rather turn their backs on obvious beneficial critiques than face pushbacks from coaches who might say, you know, Ed, I've been doing this job all my life, and I know much more about what I'm doing than you do. Who are you to tell me? Uh, Loretta, do, do, does that make any sense to you? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me because I I have had that conversation before, and people are so um, territorial that they really do believe that. And but we can all learn from somebody. You can learn something from somebody. But yeah, I I I can understand that happening. Coaching is such a an important part of our growth. Mentorism is, is such a valuable asset that when you can find a good mentor, if you can find a, a willing coach who can help you in life, why turn your back on them? Why use ego or pride to get in your way? There's a program we've created at Cone Brown called Professional Sports Coaching for Business, and it's based on a sports coaching. And sports coaching, uh, a sports coach in football or basketball, doesn't worry about pushback from the player when he says, you know, you could have done a better job of kicking the ball or, or uh, tackling uh, the player. Yet, in business, it's not quite that way. Uh, because I suppose business people are more insecure. And they're, they wonder what is going to happen to them if the coach feels they're inadequate or if the coach sees them doing something as a result of observational coaching that they could have, should have done better. you follow me, Lorena? I'm following you. I love the sports analogy. Well, what is fear anyway? Fear comes from two sources. It's either genetic or it's classical behavioral conditioning. Hmm. You know, if we are mistreated as children and as we go into grade school, if we make some mistakes with the teachers and, and or our peer group, and they begin to criticize us, we begin to develop a little scar tissue that uh, we carry over into, into high school. And in high school, if we go out for sports and so we fail and or the teachers are tough, we now carry that same scar tissue into college. I call that excess baggage. And if we bring that excess baggage into our professional lives, Oh, gosh, uh, there is no forgiveness for that. Uh, and it's for that reason, I really believe that conditioning is the greatest source of fear and cowardice than genes. 
or perhaps it's both. Mm-hmm. From a genetic point of view, I guess in the beginning of human time, uh, when we were cavemen, we chose to fight or flight when we faced the saber-toothed tiger. And that's where we probably developed our survival instincts. In recent times, Loretta, uh, the perception we started to develop from fear mongers about what we need to worry about on a sociological basis, and every generation has had its own political fear mongers beginning. Gosh, now it's worse than ever. The, the, the Republicans, and I am one, uh, are driving me <laughs> insane. Uh, they really are. I don't know how you feel about what's going on, but it's scary to me. In the 40s, it was Pearl Harbor and Hitler. In the 50s, McCarthyism and the Red Scare. In the 60s, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And if you lived long enough, you might remember Nikita Khrushchev banging his shoe on the U.N. desks, telling uh, the Kennedys that we're going to blow you to smithereens with our 15,000 warheads. In the 70s, it was the Satanic Panic and the Jonestown Massacre. In the 90s, it was Y2K. And then, more recently, it was 9-11 and Al-Qaeda. Today, it's ISIS. Regrettably, fear-mongering exploitation exaggerates terrorism. Not that it doesn't exist, but operates like the Costa Nostra, extorting our ability to keep in perspective the truth and, and really our sensibilities and courage. So we listen constantly to CNN. I, I call CNN continuous negative news. You may have heard that. <laughs> continuous negative news, it drills down 24 and 7 these exaggerations, and so we think the world is, is perhaps terrible, but it's not. The world is really not such a bad place. Consider these facts, Reddit. We forget that in the last 20 years, there have been less violent deaths than in any other time in history. The mortality rate of children has dropped fivefold, World hunger mm-hmm. has been reduced and may very well be eliminated in the next five years, Loretta. Yeah. Stop and think. Your smartphone, Loretta, has significantly more power than the computer used in the NASA moon landings. It's mm-hmm. breathtaking when you think about this. The breakthrough in cancer research is bringing us ever closer to a vaccine for cancer prevention. We've already found cures for cancer and for uh, Uh AIDS. In the five years next, I believe we'll be be using self-driving cars, which will make accidents a thing of the past and will will revolutionize the insurance industry. How am I doing, Loretta? You're doing good. Cause I, I'm, I, you want to see me taking notes over here. First, you should see this book. I can't wait till we talk about this book. You Please know what? Interrupt I me. love I, that. I, 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 I will. I, I was trying I, to get, you know, we're building a case. We are building a case. So you are okay. presenting your argument, and then right. we're going to tell people. First, you're telling them this is the problem. And I was waiting on you, and I love how you did that. You, t- you know, people are genetically, they're fearful because of, 
you know, the things that we see, the things that we're taught, and then we have this scar tissue from those negative comments when we were children. I'm following you, Edward. I'm taking okay. it all okay. in. <laughs> and I like how you told us what it was in the t- the 40s, the 50s, and then here we are now with ISIS. And, and it is the news. It's them reporting so much negativity. Because I live, we're, I'm headquartered in Memphis, and, you know, we – have a ton of crime, you would think that we have the worst crime rate in the city that we can't even walk out of our doors. But if you look at the crime, it is not random crime. So that's how we're able to survive and to thrive is people who are having conflict within people that they know, as in Los Angeles, as in New Orleans, as in Detroit. But when they spin it, they make you feel like it's the wild, wild west. So we're actually I get the fear. That's the thing to remember. We were worse before and we're mm-hmm. growing we're, we're getting better and yeah. uh, of course we've had wonderful years uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you don't agree with my politics but we've had eight wonderful years with Obama I consider mm-hmm. a very sensible down to earth president maybe one of the best we've ever had and I, I think I'm probably being booed by half your audience but yeah. No, I, I no. We love President Obama, and you know those who God. don't. We are respecting our differences. You know, we. I don't get into that. You know, because okay. I do have friends who are diehard Republicans who think I he know, is the too. devil. <laughs> but I'm like, but you got to look at his record. Don't look at the man. Get away from the man. Look at yeah. the numbers. Look at his record. It speaks for us. Has he done everything we want him to do? The ones that even love him? No. Everybody but has he done more? Uh-huh. Yeah. Please no one's going to do everything that everybody wants them to do. So. So, getting yeah. back to fear. So this fear thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 I'm going to categorize. There are five main types of fear that professionals mm-hmm. suffer from. The first, and probably the greatest, is fear of rejection. People mm-hmm. take less chances resulting in underperformance than they face rather than face rejection. Rejection feels like if you're a professional salesperson and someone hangs up on you or a client says, are you trying to sell me something? Uh feels like getting hit in the solar plexus. It's both mm-hmm. embarrassing and destructive to our psychological makeup. Who wants rejection? So, but we have to take those chances. If only we could develop more courage, and, and we can learn how to deal with the objections that we hear. If only we knew what they might be, and if only we could analyze what to say and how to say what to say in response to those objections. Well, call me, please, at comeground.com. I promise I will give you the answers to questions of how to predict and well, respond to objections. Well, you tell yourself that's so ironic, um, Edward. I feel so bad calling you, Edward, since you told me you're 79 years old. Please, please, please. please. I just had this meeting with my pastor who took – he has, like – 10,000-plus members, but he took the time to meet with me today because I've been begging him to meet with me. I also have a TV show, and so I'm like your ideal client. I have a fear of selling ads, which is like the bread and butter to grow any TV or radio show, right? And we just talked about fear of rejection and selling. I mean, just hours ago, and now I'm talking to you. Please let me mentor you. (laughs) I I promise you take that away. 
Just another fear. Okay, so I know people are waiting on this because, I mean, okay. that fear, I, and I'm a speaker, so I don't have the fear of public speaking like most Americans and people across the world have. I do not. I'm fearless for everything but that. I, I built this show. I have uh, a million listeners on the radio show. Oh I'm gosh, in other bro. markets for my TV show, but I have a fear of asking people to, you know, let me, <laughs> I call it sales. I'll just say sales, and I know it's really not sales. Cause, well, anyway. It, 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 there's no such thing as born salesmen and women. Salesmen and women are created. Uh, and, and they go through training programs, and you need to go for, through mine because it's for free, and I promise you results for it. If you'll you get can wonderful help results, me, I have been sabotaging myself selling. for nine years. I'm definitely going to contact you. Okay, I'm not but I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, you're so awesome! Because I pray. And there's another another fear. It's a fear of failure. Yeah. That you may have. Uh, I'm a speaker, too, and we're all speakers. Always think about three things. The things I should have said that I didn't. The, the things I, I did say that I wish I hadn't. All the things I'm going to say the next time. <laughs> but. And what uh, do you call that one? Fear of failure. Well, here's okay. what it is. It's a serious. This is very serious. Uh, people are unreasonable when they sometimes avoid risk. And what they risk is avoiding failure because they have atrophobia. Atrophobia means abnormal, unwanted, and persistent fear of failure. Uh, so intense are they about this feeling that they choose not to take a reasonable risk to try, and they don't grow. Uh, this unwillingness uh, to try holds the uh, atrophobic back from a life of meaning and the realization of potential. My oh. trainees tell me that it's a fear of failure, failure that makes them feel they're never going to get the job done and that, they, that they're never going to get excellent results or even, even poor results. Uh, this is a, this is a terrible uh, fear. So we, we we will talk about how to get or get that, overcome okay. that as well. Those who are uh, afraid of failure will soldier on and do whatever it is that it takes that they're afraid of. But sometimes because of their fear, they simply won't get it right. They'll get busted because uh, their managers. Clients will see this fear. They'll see right through them, and uh, so will their peer group. So we must get over fear of failure. Now I'm going to tell you the strangest of all the fears, I think. It's the fear of success. Mm. You might think, uh, Loretta, why would anybody ever be afraid of success? Because I find that some people think that their success is a matter of good luck rather than a matter of skill. Thus, mm. when their heads hit the pillow at night, Loretta, they feel like imposters. There's a wonderful book written by Joan C. Harvey called The Imposter Phenomenon, and she uh, runs a quiz so that at the end of the quiz, people who take the quiz know more about themselves, know more about whether they feel like luck is the reason for their success or skill. 
In Australia, they say, tall, tall poppies get cut down first. That means they don't want to be outstanding. They don't want, they don't want to be recognized or acknowledged as number one in their space because of jealousy. Imposters feel like fakes. They feel like frauds. And these words conjure up a very definite image of people who pretend to be something they simply are not. Mm-hmm. So, look, whether it's true or not, uh, what everyone must remember is what I said about perception. Remember this expression, Loretta, it's not the events of life, but rather our perception of those events that shape our destiny? Yes. So we must keep everything in perspective. The next fear is the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's very anti-entrepreneurial because if you're afraid versus excited like me, you get too afraid to take the risk that would push you forward, and thus you're held back. The next fear is one that you're reading about, I hope, Loretta. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about fear of time. There's too much to do and not enough time to meet deadlines. Uh, do you operate, Loretta, in an open floor plan architecture? The, the building uh, that you're in? No. Or you're just in a studio, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been in an open floor plan where people have cubicles and don't have offices? Yes. I've worked in corporate America before. <laughs> yes. Uh, could you imagine trying to have privacy uh, under those circumstances? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to live that way. <laughs> the solution, everybody, is read the Time Bandit Solution. Again, go to combrand.com. I'll send you one for free. And we'll, you'll read about the mutual time lock agreement where you and your Time Bandit enter into a, an agreement with each other, guaranteeing one another uh, hours of uninterrupted time. And it won't matter if you're in an open floor plan or not. You'll simply have all the privacy you need. Anyway, let's get to the solution. Courage conquers fear, Loretta. Uh, Courage conquers fear. Yeah. And remembering that the world is not such a bad place, there are five ways to resolve fear. Number one, believing, as I have told you, fear is a learnable skill, like math, engineering, French. But it comes in increments. But it comes. The first thing to do is conduct an ENAP with yourself. An ENAP means employee needs analysis profile and analyze what it is you don't know that you must learn. And then get trained to do what you must do better. But that's not enough because you can't learn experience. You must do experience. So for that reason, in Let Go and Leap, what we teach is one day of training, uh, and we give just enough usable information so that the participants get only what they need, nothing more, to feel secure. And the knowledge that if they're in sales, so they get just enough sales training, 
Mm-hmm. They learn how to deal with objections, and they learn the, the, the uh, three phases of selling, which are creating an interest, overcoming objections, and closing. But that's all they get. After that, they spend 10 days, Loretta, practicing what they've learned in that one day. And they take wow. small risks, and they get small returns, and they continue to take larger risks, and they take and they get bigger returns. And as the caterpillar turns into the butterfly, by the end of the eleventh day, they have courage. They're no longer afraid because they implemented uh, the concepts and ideas that they learned that one day. I Are there this, real life applications, or is that a structured environment where you guys it, give them it, something, actually, or is it their it, own it unique? Has, it has a name. It's called the Off Broadway okay. Principle, and I teach this in Let Go and Leap. Let Go of Fear and Leap to Success. Leap means going from the classroom to the real world and practicing in the real world what you've learned in the classroom and getting the experience you need. So that what you've learned becomes behaviorally embedded and you literally go through a transformation and become comfortable, secure, and safe with knowing that what you learned really works with real people in the real world. Mm. Have you had enough of me or... Shall I go? <laughs> we we only have four minutes left. Enough? No, I'm, you're like my okay. appetite. I'm just like ready just to really dive in. And I, I'm reading the Time Man Time Bandit book, but I really love the courage and cowardice and career that you talked about too. So I've got to get your other book. And but this this Time Bandit solution is really what I need. I need Thank you. Well. <laughs> I'm delighted you have it, and if you're listeners, contact me at combrand.com, and or if they want to uh, learn more, by uh, contacting uh, me at S- uh, at the uh, structured uh, timebandedsolutions.com. They can contact me there too, and get all mm-hmm. the free consultation they want. That's so awesome, and I know they're going to take you up on it. <laughs> and I also have your Facebook page too. Is is you know I like how you brand everything because most people don't get that. You keep it all the same. Time Bandit Solutions on Facebook, and he also has a Twitter account at at, at Edward G Brown, and his website, like he said, is timebanditsolution.com. dot com. You guys, I know you're going to want to contact him. And don't let your fear stop you from contacting him. He's told you you get a free consultation. He's and I didn't even tell you um, a lot about him because I don't like to spend a whole lot of time. But you know, if he's on my show, he's very credible. Credible, and he is got to be top, 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 top notch um, to be on the show. And so that's why I don't spend a lot of time on introductions because it takes away from our talk time since the show is only thirty minutes. But like I told you, he has the number one firm in cultural change management consulting and training for the financial service industry, and it's called Cohen Brown Management Group, now in 50 countries and in 12 languages. Its past and present clients include companies such as Commonwealth Bank of Australia, Royal Bank of Canada, CIBC, 
Wells Fargo, Bank of America. I could go on and on and on with these amazing financial institutions that you all will readily identify with. And he's our guest, and he's pouring out this free information. Edward Brown, everybody, go to his website, TimeBanditSolutions.com. We have two minutes. Um, Mr. Edward, I want you to give us some closing remarks. I took tons of notes because I'm telling you, I have that fear of rejection and fear of failure. I'll leave you with this idea. When you're selling, do Mm -hmm. not be fearful of objections. Objections are not objectionable because without objections, it means the prospect that you're trying to sell to isn't listening. They're apathetic. They're detached. It's only when someone's interested in something you're selling that they will say, well, wait a minute, Loretta. Would you repeat what you've just said? I'm not sure I understand. I'm not sure I have a need. I'm not sure uh, I can trust you with what you're saying. I'm not sure I have enough time. I'm not sure I understand. All of those objections are wonderful. That means the prospect is interested. So I'll leave once again with respect to uh, what you're reading, uh, if you don't control your life, if you don't control your time, you don't control your life. That's what right. you learn in the Time Bandit Solutions. Loretta, you are a wonderful host, and uh, I'm going to watch your show. And uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm going to call you because I want my free consultation. <laughs> well, anytime you'd like. Would, would be really I'm going to call Lori. Your, um, I guess I'll go to your website and send a send a message there. But you uh-huh. have enlightened me. I'm I'm like so excited to have talked to you and uh, just to hear you. I you know you know what you're talking about. You've seen it. You use these principles. You you've taught other people to do it, and they're successful now. They've overcome their fears. It is so doable, but we have to know how to do it. Like we were taught those and have those um, what you call it. You call it scar tissue from the negative comments. Yes, we can get over that tissue. by exactly. conquering yeah. our fears. So yeah. I, I am just humbled and grateful for your time with us today on Loretta McNary Live. So thank you, Mr. Edward Brown. Thank you, everybody, thank you. for listening to Loretta McNary Live. We will be right back here next Friday for another segment of inspiration, enlightenment, and always think positive, dream big dreams. Help someone along the way. We'll see you very soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.